we are really excited to to turn the tides and focus on the NBA season. It is now upon us. It will begin tomorrow night on prime time. The Nuggets and Lakers and then Warriors Suns, which I mean, they're just superstars all over uh, these teams. Uh, some old. I mean, Chris Paul's getting old. LeBron is in year 21. Uh, and then, you know, some newbies. Maybe Austin Reeves is, is a new star. Uh, the Nuggets are the recent champs, and they've they've been a dominant team. They're huge, but Bruce Brown's not with them anymore. That could be a big loss. So we're excited to make some of our predictions. And we'll also, uh, you know, we're, we'll be posting this NFL segment tonight, uh, wherever you get your podcasts. Find us on Utah Tech Radio. And then this NBA segment uh, we will post tomorrow uh, just because it's more fitting as it officially begins tomorrow. So for, for those listening to that episode at this moment, later today, uh, Lakers versus Nuggets, and then following that, Warriors versus Suns. Uh, but... Yeah, we're excited to make our predictions. The only one we're not going to touch is most improved player because uh, that's just kind of picking a needle in a haystack. Uh, you know, you hope it's some guy on your team, but, you know, Kyrie Irving, Luka Doncic, Joel Embiid, not going to be most improved player. And, you know, they're the, they're the real stars at this moment. The most improved player will become a star. Uh, the most recent in Laurie Markkinen, who uh, is amazing and, Kevin Durant himself. Kevin Durant said he is, you know, the build, the prototype of the NBA, uh, the kind of guy you want. So uh, before we trickle into, you know, MVP, Rookie of the Year, uh, some segments we we thought of, we're going to go with our sleeper team of the year and then the team that we think is going to be a big disappointment. Uh, maybe that hype's all around him, but uh, individually we don't buy it. So, Hank, who uh, of this – 2023-2024 NBA season. Who is your sleeper? Uh, are we saying sleeper teams like um, to win it all, or just like to make some noise, uh, surprise like, a lot like of people, make a run, like like the Sacramento Kings last year, like uh, are a great example. I okay. Say. My sleeper team is the Minnesota Timberwolves. I think being changing up their team so much last year, trading away so many guys. It didn't like it's hard to gel playing in that league, um, and so I think having this year, and then everyone going to play for their FIBA teams and coming back, and you know, so they're all still in shape. They're going to get more time on the court together, going to gel a little bit better. I think they're going to be a really, really good um, regular season team. I could see them finishing top three in the West. Uh, not saying that they're going to go on and win it, but I think they're going to be a really dominant regular season team. And I think they're going to make a pretty decent run into the playoffs too. Yeah, I it's hard to pick the West. Those my sleeper teams also from the West, which is just risky because there's so much talent there. Uh, but you know, one thing I would say with the Timberwolves is I I truly believe that they they actually enjoy playing basketball. You know, they're not just you know all all for the hype and just to be posh. They they actually care. Anthony Edwards was devastated when they got eliminated from the playoffs. And you lost Nas Reed and McDaniels, you know, punched a wall and broke his hand right before mm -hmm. the meaningful games. And so I, I think they can make some noise. And, you know, Rudy Gobert is always plays hard and he loves basketball. Um, and so I, I think 
the Timberwolves are, are a team that cares and it could happen. They're a huge team. Uh, and it would be fun to, you know, have a different team in the mix uh, instead of, you know, your typical franchises. Um, but my, my sleeper team, I don't like them. I don't like them, but I have a weird hunch and I'm going to be wrong, but I think the Memphis Grizzlies are going to have a sneaky year on, on paper. Nah, no, no, I won't say on paper statistically, which can be on paper. They're better without John Morant and John Morant's gone for 40 games. Marcus smart uh, is going to lead this team and Dylan Brooks is out of the, out of the way. Um, and I just think that they're going to be able to put together some some good ball. I want to say uh, John Rank can change, but who knows because he's, he's a punk in some scenarios. But maybe Marcus Smart can talk some sense into him and uh, uh, they can be a good team. Uh, but Desmond, Desmond Bain does some good things. And, yeah, not my favorite team. Adams is out for the That's season. which big blow for them. Which might, uh, I mean, I might matter more than I think it will. Um, but you know, I, I 85% believe that they could be a sleeper team, but you know, I said it. So the Memphis Grizzlies, uh, you know, could be good. And we preface that the Sacramento Kings, you know, were kind of that last year sleeper team. And so I think the, the Grizzlies could, you know, have such a season. They've, they've had some pretty good regular season records in past years. Um, and they still have some superstars, uh, Marcus Smart. He can disappear and then, you know, have a, a week or 10 days where, you know, he puts up 22 points. So uh, it could be a good role model for them. We'll just have to we'll have to see how it goes. Um, now, biggest disappointment, what what team that gets a lot of a lot of love, a lot of hype do you think is just going to going to crumble this year? I think that um, every year there's always a very embarrassing loss in the East playoffs. So my pick is going to be in the East. I think it's going to be the Celtics. I like they have the talent. I mean that starting five is going to be legit. They're going to have a good defense still. I just that I don't trust their coaching staff. I think Missoula is one of the worst coaches in the league. I know that's harsh, but their offense to me just looks like space out and one on one when it gets like to down the stretches of games. So I I, I they're going to be good. Drew Holiday shooting in the playoff is suspect so I don't I think they're going to fall apart in the playoffs like the first two teams we said this team's going to be great in the regular season they're going to finish top two like I won't be surprised if they finish one by a couple games I just think they're going to fizz out in the playoffs and and the Celtics always seem to have one guy who's a, a nightmare mismatch Robert Williams I don't know if he's nightmare he was a odd mismatch uh, he's gone and they replaced that with Christos Porzingis who could be a tough mismatch but I don't know if he's going to be able to be healthy. I don't know if, you know, maybe maybe for the Christmas game in January, February, he might be all right. But I, April, May, and June, if they make it to June, I just don't know if Kristaps is going to be able to be ready to go. Uh, yeah. He's always, like, people give Anthony Davis that treatment about him not playing. But Kristaps, he doesn't play a lot, too. It's not like it's his fault or anything. But another thing that I, d I forgot to mention that you said a little bit was – Marcus Smart leaving the team, I think that's going to be a huge uh, loss for them. People aren't talking as much, but he was like he was the heart guy. He was their leader. He did all the dirty work for him. So I think that's going to, that's going to be a big hit to them come playoff time. 
Yeah, I mean, you see the Celtics uh, look so promising at some points. They, they're usually, kind like kind of like the Buffalo Bills. You know, their first few weeks of the season, they're amazing. You know, Jason Tatum. I'm I'm willing to bet October November he's going to have his 30, 40, 50 point bomb games, and they'll be cruising. Uh, but then after that All Star break, after some trade dead pre trade deadline moves and postseason, uh, they they're just the Celtics and I don't know Jalen Brown. That Taylor Rooks interview. So just, yeah, he's uh, got two two more years to win five rings. Yeah, maybe he can do it. Uh, two more years in one hand dribble with so i how oh, it's it's so exciting and i will say from a personal standpoint that basketball is so harshly judged like you only one team's gonna win win the, the finals so duh but people just give especially hooper so much you know just so much trash uh for underachieving underperforming uh, the nba is maybe as competitive as it's ever been the western conference is just absolutely loaded um, but I'm going to stick with the Eastern Conference, my biggest disappointment. I I think the 76ers are, I have reached the, the climax. It's going down. Uh, we're, we're getting into some troubled waters. Nick Nurse is a, an awesome coach, uh, but he's not see eye to eye with James Harden. I think he's taken Tyrese Maxey underneath, uh, no, under the shoulder and just he's going with Maxey. Uh, so there might be some baggage between Maxey and Harden. And I, I don't know. It's almost bipolar at this point. Harden can't stand the Sixers, and then when he wants to, you know, get some money, shoot around, have some fun, he'll go to practice and hug Daryl Morey, the owner, and just be good with, you know, whatever. They, they still have Joel Embiid, and Tyrese Maxey's a phenomenal player. Uh, but it, the, it's just the water's getting choppy with the 76ers, and I just. I could see James Harden, you know, finishing the season most definitely with a different team, and maybe could just go back uh, to be with the Houston Rockets because his favorite clubs are in the city of Houston. So uh, it, it's going to be interesting to see what happens, and I think I think a similar uh, theme with Harden could be even Zion Williamson. He's uh, a little uh, off the court. Uh, the locker rooms have been a little noisier with. Zion Williamson past you know ten months, um, but a lot of this is speculation. We'll have to see how this plays out. Um, uh, more importantly, though, you know the winners, the championship, Western Conference and Eastern Conference Finals predictions. So, what does your Final Four look like? And then most importantly, who who do you think beats who in the NBA Finals? <laughs> All right, I'll start out west. <clears throat> I think it's going to be a rematch last year. I got the Lakers Nuggets. I think Lakers got so much better on this offseason, and the Nuggets were just that good of a team that losing Bruce Brown, even though he was such a big piece, they'll be okay. Um, <clears throat> I got the Lakers getting their get back this year. They're going to win, go to the finals. And then out east, I've got the Bucks and I have the Knicks. I think the Knicks are one of those teams that people kind of forget about, even though they're one of the biggest markets in the league. Um, they don't have any, like, super, superstars, but they got just enough uh, talent to make the playoffs like they have the last couple of years. I think they're going to upset some teams. They'll make the conference finals. 
But then I do think that the Bucks are just too much for anyone in the East with Dame on that team now. So my finals matchup would be the Lakers and the Bucks, And I think this is one that a lot of NBA fans have wanted the last couple of years, Giannis versus Braun. Um, so I, that that's my prediction. And who wins? Oh, come on, Lakers. Oh, boy. Braun's getting that fifth. So I, I mean, I still don't think I think I formed my prediction. I think it'd be, it it would be a fun storyline to have Suns versus Bucks, uh, but I just I don't think it can happen. Um, so I I think the Nuggets will beat the Phoenix Suns in the Western Conference Finals, and uh, the Bucks will beat the Heat in the Eastern Conference Finals, and. Uh, eventually uh beat out uh the denver nuggets i don't want to wish it upon the lakers i think they were relatively healthy last year and i don't know if they'll be able to be as healthy this year and that's the same thing with the clippers because i want paul george to get a ring but we we live in real life so that's not going to happen either the lakers were banged up last year well lebron wasn't lebron compared to previous you know the year where he LeBron was playing played. on like a broken foot for the last half of the season and the playoffs. Uh, yeah. So what's gonna what what's gonna what makes you think he will be perfect this year? Oh, I never said that. I'm just saying last year they were definitely banged up. AD was banged up. They both got surgery once the season ended. So I think if anything, they're going to be more healthy this year. We'll have to see. He, LeBron is LeBron, but he's out of his prime. But I mean, those year twenty stats he put up were. Those year twenty stats you put up were unbelievable. Um, the The sad thing with the NBA though is uh, injuries play a bigger part than other sports, especially in the playoffs. Um, the The NFL saw that with the the Forty ers That offense was you know motionless uh, with those QB injuries. But a lot of times the NFL, you know, still is anyone's game because uh, there's you know, an even amount of injuries or just enough stars on the field that anything could happen. But sadly, we've had some of those situations, obviously, when, you know, the, the Warriors were very banged up. And, I mean, every, every year people have been banged up. Chris Paul's always hurt in the postseason, uh, which has ruined a lot of things. Um, now to the Rookie of the Year topic. I mean, you can take a red shirt uh, like some of them do, whether it's injuries with Chet Holmgren or, you know, play 80 games and still get a red shirt like Ben Simmons and be rookie of the year. Um, there, there's a few obviously popular names with Scoot Henderson, Victor Wembanyama, uh, Chet Holmgren, hey, Brandon Miller, and uh, uh, Keontae George for the Jazz. But he, I mean, he had a great summer league. Uh, but, you know, the young bucks, who, uh, who do you think will be rookie of the year and, you know, can maybe contribute and get some star fame? I mean, the boring answer is Victor Wembanyama, and I think he will be uh, rookie of the year, but I'll throw out a fun answer. I think Chet Holmgren, Holgren is going to have the second best odds to win it. Uh, you know, he didn't play a game last year, but just being around NBA guys, being in the facility, working out with them, practicing with them, and now he's gotten some play with, you know, preseason. Um that just changes you as a player. So I, I think he'll have a great year. I think he'll even rival Victor for it. He'll make some noise. So those are my two front runners. 
I think yeah, we'll be between be between Victor and Chet. I mean, Scoot probably have a great year. And on highlights, Scoot's gonna look amazing because uh, he's like six one, and when he throws it down, it's gonna be sick. When Victor Wembanyama dunks it, it's like you know a, a, us normal humans on a mini tramp or you know on a mini hoop, where you jump six inches and throw it down, and it just doesn't look that cool. Uh, but uh, don't be surprised, you know, top five, top ten, you see Wembanyama and Holmgren. Uh, uh, leading the NBA in blocks on a list like that, they they get their hands anywhere. I mean, those fly swatters uh, on them are you know tree limbs. They're just such big guys. Uh, their frame is skeptical, but I think uh, they'll both do well. And I, I agree too. I think Chet. I think we might be able. We might be saying Chet should have won it, but because you know Victor's Victor and his hype and fame, they're gonna give it to him. Um, but. It's a fun year and fun to recognize, you know, a, a newcomer of the league. But in the end, I mean, rookie of the year, not the most important thing ever. But, I mean, it is to the, the guy who wins it. And uh, Donovan Mitchell never got to say that because of mm. Ben Simmons. Mm. That was a tough one. Um, you've been starting it. I'll start this one. MVP, um, I think it's Luka Doncic's year. Um, he... Uh, and he puts the video game numbers. I mean, he he's amazing at scoring. Sometimes he just looks like he's moving in slow motion. Uh, but, you know, he can still... He doesn't look like he could still put a poster on you. He shoots the three ball well off the catch or off the dribble and gets to the free throw line so much. And uh, he doesn't play a lot of defense, but everyone plays more defense than you think. I'm in a good mood. They... NBA players run all the time. They they move more than you think, and uh, I think it's his year. A little banged up last year. He'll be good this year, and he doesn't have as much help. Uh, who knows by, you know, February, by December, if Kyrie Irving will, you know, want to play. I think he will, but uh, maybe he'll be working with some others if uh, Kyrie decides to do his thing. But I think Kyrie will be, be by his side, and that'll be a good one-two punch and have some high-scoring games because uh, it will be just back and forth, inbound the ball as fast as you can, and go, go, go. Uh, but what do you think? I'm a, I agree with you on this one. I definitely think Luca. I've been saying Luca the last few years, doing predictions with, like this. Um, but the thing is with him is just the team wins. He's got to have enough wins to be considered. He's got to be at least fifth seed in the West with how tough the West is. So I think that that's definitely going to be the hardest part to get him this award because he's had years where he deserves it, but his teams have never been as good, good enough to get the votes. So, like you said, everything about Luca, it's correct. He puts up video game numbers, but is like the guys around him, are they going to be good enough, you know, to get into a playoff position? Um, and if it doesn't, then it's going back to Jokic. Yeah, and it should. Uh, there's a lot of agenda setting with the MVP voting and. I mean, it's been wrong for quite some time, or at least, you know, decade when LeBron was overlooked almost every year. Um, but they, they've gotten it right, I think, recently. I mean, Nicole Jokic does it all, and he'll probably start this season with a triple-double off tomorrow. Um, but uh, a lot of talented teams, and I hope that, we hope the Jazz can do great. Excited that all the games are on K-Jazz. Uh, it could be a season similar to last year with the Jazz. I mean, they're just fun to watch in their own way, even though uh, they might 
lose more games than they win once again. Uh, we'll have to see. Uh, but they, they got a fun lineup. They could go big. They could go big with Kessler, Markin, and John Collins. Tanhorn Tucker's a big guard, and then you throw in Jordan Clarkson or Colin Sexton. It could be a big lineup. Um, but, you know, the the bench on other teams is uh, a little bit better uh, than the Jazz's bench. But we'll have to see uh, who steps up. Could be a big year for Simone Fontecchio, but he, I mean, he's played in FIBA for Italy. But just one of those... One of those bench guys for the Jazz. They have a lot of guys that, you know, once a month they have an amazing stat line, but the rest of the month, you know, they just don't really contribute as well. It's like Jay Crowder, who was very overrated when he was on the Utah Jazz. He, we, we thought he made it more, a lot more than he missed, but those swishes just stayed in our memory because he's a cool dude, but he bricked a lot. So it will be fun to see. I mean... We will be in Salt Lake at any NBA Finals championship parade that Utah Jazz win. Uh, we just want one to happen in our lifetime. But let's be real, Jazz fans. It's not going to be our year, uh, but we could compete. In-season tournament. That's what we're going for. Yeah. I, I, why not? Maybe maybe get a little bit of bragging rights, win the first in-season tournament. Uh, that's a start of something. With that being said, though, I, I mean, everyone's great from the office to Will Hardy to the players, a bunch of likable guys, and we're getting better. Uh, and I think, uh, you know, the first 15 games, the Jazz probably be, you know, 10 and 5, 9 and 6. And we'll say, whoa, hey, look out now, look out now. And then it might trickle down a bit or have a few injuries. But, uh, you know, they're here to stay and uh, they've done some great things. So we hope that can be the case. We finish every show out with our tough win and tough loss of the week. Um, the the tough loss could be switched to the tough win. It's a mixture of both, but the tough win uh, officially is very easy to go with. The Virginia Cavaliers, uh, talking about college football, they go on the road uh, against number 10 North Carolina and handle them 31-27 uh, on the road, 20-plus point underdogs uh 24 to be exact and you know they pull off the win it's just crazy uh definitely did not see it coming and uh drake may and his team gets their first loss of the year and the cavaliers go from one and five to two and five uh a game that no one thought would be important uh is a, a fun storyline for you know the university of virginia which uh for others, uh, it's very disappointing, especially to see the ACC make some noise. They still have Florida State who's undefeated. Uh, but we'll have to see how North Carolina responds, and maybe Virginia can go on a little win streak. The tough loss, uh, can be, I mean, it was a tough win for one team, uh, but a tough loss for the other. Utah beats USC uh, again, um, again, uh, 34-32. Cole Becker. One of the best kickers in the in the league. It's a it's a big deal that he's back healthy for the for the Utes. And Kyle Whittingham had full confidence. Uh, Baker game winning field goal is good. Utes beat the Trojans in Cali, thirty four thirty two. We could just list every Pac twelve team that Caleb Williams is undefeated against, and it's all of them but one, as he's defeated against the Utah Utes. He's zero three. Um, so a lot of respect uh, for Caleb Williams in the 49 states of the U.S., but this one, uh, 
Some fans don't buy. I still think he's amazing, but cannot beat the Utes. And Bryson Barnes, the backup, did his thing and had an amazing scramble. The Utes win. I mean, crazy roller coaster game, Hank. Were you shocked with the results? I mean, Bryson Barnes has been a little shaky. Uh, but Coach Whittingham, I mean. Knows how to win. Dog. I was just shocked at how high scoring this game was. I, you know, Utes having that tough defense, but shaky offense and kind of the opposite for USC. I thought it was going to be a lot lower scoring. But, man, Bryson Barnes did his thing, threw for three touchdowns and then had that big old scramble at the end of the game to kind of seal it. And but, I mean, they, Sione Vaki safety turned yeah, he, skill guy. I mean, that guy's just a specimen. But, yeah, the youths look good. Their offense was moving it. Uh, I think it's really big to win this game uh, with the games that are coming up. They have a gauntlet for the next two or three weeks. So I think this is a really good win moving into Oregon next week. Yeah, it'll be an exciting game. Game day will be there. Joe Clatt and Gus Johnson will be on the call for uh, Oregon at Utah. So super exciting. Another fun uh, game for the state of Utah this Saturday. And uh, one storyline was that Marshawn Lloyd did not get enough love. Only seven carries. They should gave him the ball more, uh, USC-wise. He's one of the best backs in the league, uh, in the nation. Had a 45-yard run for a touchdown early in the game, and then they just got away from him. Um, I mean, your best player, Caleb Williams, if you give the ball to Marshawn, you give it you know, you know, give it out of the hands of Caleb, but you got to have that healthy balance. And I just... Lincoln, Lincoln Riley not showing the love to his running back in uh, the Trojan defense is the Trojan defense under Lincoln Riley. And the Utes do their thing, look good in the all-white, classy unis, and that is our tough win and loss combo of the week. Uh go Utes. They are now 6-1 and one, uh, and now 13th in the nation. Uh the committee, the AP Top 25, really set this up uh, to give USC this, you know, upset win over Utah. Not really sure why going into the game USC was ranked worse than Utah. I mean, Utah lost to Oregon State, who still has one loss. It's a great team, but, uh, but USC lost to Notre Dame, who many think is better than Oregon State. Um, but Utah denied th- that opportunity, uh, beating USC and. That really ends it for us, uh, that segment. Uh, like we said, you can catch this podcast on Utah Tech Radio. We'll break these uh, two episodes uh, episodes into two, uh, the NFL and Spaced Out with the NBA. Uh, but enjoy your NBA season. Uh, excited to see what happens with the Jazz. Anything could happen. Uh, but Saturday, college football two days ago started it for us, and we have till... I mean, essentially, the second round of the NBA playoffs from two days ago till then, we got sports every night, meaningful games every night. Uh, and, you know, for for the real gurus, the sports equinox, if that's special to people, you have NBA, MLB, NFL, and NHL on the same night. Well, tis the season, as those will uh, be upon us starting tomorrow. And then up until the World Series finishes up. Um, uh, but thanks for listening with us. We're tuned back to the music on 91 Through the Blaze. Uh, this has been our sports show, Spencer Porter and Hank Bichelle.